0: Living Wisely, Living Well, May 11th. Indigo implies pure feelings and the love of beauty in all its manifestations. Choose this color to deepen your love for others and for God, as well as your appreciation for everything good in life. Indigo has its negative aspects, however, especially for those whose emotions take them downward. Don't let indigo generate in you attitudes of rejection or withdrawal. So you see, that's the two opposites. Indigo stimulates love in all its manifestations. And so if we're going to go the opposite direction with it, we all just want to reject and to withdraw. Indigo has long been considered to be Um, a a color of a very, very high vibration. And it's um, when Swami Kriyananda had his aura picture taken, which I think I mentioned somewhere when I was talking about these colors in some of the previous days, in Australia, um, uh, an aura photographer, it was all this beautiful indigo blue. It wasn't sky blue or or bright blue it was this really deep indigo blue and the favorite color that swamiji always wore his, practically his favorite shirt before the naya swami order started was this indigo blue silk shirt but one of the qualities of indigo in the right way and it's interesting because indigo uh, the silk shirt that swamiji always wore of this perfect indigo color was actually the starting color for the naya swami order um there was a certain objection in india that in that the color indigo is also associated oddly with the with the lowest caste the shudra caste and so more traditional indian people told him that he just couldn't use it for sanyas color because people would also think of it as a shudra color but i actually realized that <clears throat> even though at the time I couldn't put together how indigo, which is such a high vibration color, could also be associated with um, something that socially and even in the original form of the cast, the caste represented stages of consciousness. So the whole thing was very, very confusing to me. But in the end, I realized it was a better decision because the indigo color that we were basing it on was silk. And because it was silk, it was a particular luminous silk. So instead of absorbing light, as a dark color can often do, as an intense color can often do, because it was silk, it reflected that light back. So so it was like a it was a dynamic shade of indigo because light was coming off of it. When I started dyeing or buying other things that were in exactly the same pigment. But the color—it felt more like a withdrawal or a rejection, than a very um, than a standing forward in an expansive way. I think Divine Mother, as I I mentioned when I was talking about the color blue, I'm wearing more of an indigo today. Um, when I was, for those of you watching online, most of you are listening to a podcast. But the the clear blue that ended up being the Naya Swami blue for the new renunciate order has no black in it. It just has no darkening quality. It's just blue straight through. Now, of course, every color, when it's animated by light, has no black in it. It's just perfectly clear like that. But indigo being, like many things, a high vibration, whenever you increase the energy of anything, especially when you increase the, what what, what I call it, but just the wavelength, the power, I don't mean wavelength from a scientific point of view, but the intensity of what's at stake, and when you get to a higher vibration of things, there's more energy going out, and what that going through it, and what that means. Think of it like this: I, I had a friend who I've known for many years, and I've um, been able to walk the path with her as she has gradually expanded herself into a greater understanding of spiritual life. And when she first began, which was decades ago now living in community. She'd always lived on her own, and she'd always basically been in control of her own energy field. And so whenever the energy field got more than she could deal with comfortably with the level of consciousness she had, she was able simply to withdraw. And see, this is what happens to people sometimes if they, even if they're serious on the spiritual path, but hold themselves back from satsang. Satsang means company of truth, but what it really means more is the company of truth seekers. Satsang is to be with kindred spirits who are on the spiritual path with you. Satsang is vitally important for spiritual growth because if we are always in control of our own energy field, there is a natural inclination to stay within what makes us comfortable. And when we're in satsang, when we're constantly with those who are also serious on the, on the spiritual path, and maybe putting out many of them a higher, stronger, or more forceful vibration than we ourselves have, we can get caught up into that. And whatever wobble there is, you might say, if, if you think of a a, 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 spe, a a disc spinning like this, like a phonograph record used to spin in that way, it had to be balanced and then it would spin properly. If the turntable was unbalanced, or if there was a warp in the record, it would get very um, wonky, like this. And so when we move into an energy field, even if it's an energy field we are trying to grow into, but that energy field is, is moving, is radiating at a force field that is stronger than the one that we're accustomed to, two things will happen we'll either get drawn into that higher energy field and raise our own energy to meet it, or else we'll get spun out from it. You know, just like you get flung off a wheel if you're not um, uh, secure on it. Like uh, we used to have those merry-go-rounds as children and you would push it and push it, and it would spin and spin, and then you'd jump on, and there would be this tremendous force trying to pull you off of it. Not people, but just the force of the spinning wheel, and you'd have to cling to it. In fact, the closer you crawled to the center, the more stable it was. The more you were on the edge, the more inclined you were to sort of be blown off. So depending on your temperament, there are, of course, many who like to be at the very edge, even half off, just clinging, so that they could feel that pull. But this is what happens to us. So even something like the color of indigo, which represents this higher vibration, it's also it's a more demanding vibration. And not everybody feels comfortable, you know, wearing these strong blue colors. Saturn uh, Blue also represents the planet Saturn. And Saturn is sometimes, in astrology, um, is considered somewhat of a, a not necessarily your best friend, because Saturn is disciplining, Saturn is forcing focus, Saturn is, Saturn is eliminating that which is superfluous. If one is deeply committed to to personal transformation, then Saturn is a very good friend because he's he's always asking us what is true, what is real, you know, what is my goal in life, how am I going to get there? What can be Cast aside is merely a distracting and superfluous. But if we're, if we're resisting the powers of concentration and the powers of growth, we tend to feel all that as some kind of a confinement or a punishment. But in fact, when our powers are concentrated, it's like a flashlight becomes a laser. and a flashlight illuminates a, has a certain power to illuminate, but a laser you know has, has a force. That, in a flashlight, is just being dissipated, so when we move even from blue, which is the color of the sky and the color of the sea, and then we move into indigo, what we 're moving into is we 're moving into this ever more focused, this deeper this deeper, more dynamic um, command for our lives, and so it it has a purity to it that that lifts up lifts us into universal love this is This is the color we move into in the spiritual eye. The spiritual eye is not a light blue. The spiritual eye is a a deep indigo. And we speak of it as a a blue field, but it's really an indigo field. Because we we sort of start on the edge of blue, but then we have to go deeper into the indigo before we see it. And sometimes uh, Krishna is conveyed as a beautiful light blue, but it's the indigo that is really the color of the Christ consciousness. And you know these are colors, again, this, this is, I was saying earlier, we can we can play with these colors in the sense of experiment, is what I mean by play with them. We can experiment with them. We can bring the color indigo into our life. We can wrap ourselves in indigo. When Swamiji uh, was creating a meditation room for himself, when he was in India, he went on a, uh, a six-month uh, retreat, after he finished writing his autobiography, *The Path*, in 1977, he he went to India for a number of months, and a friend in Kashmir provided a house for him. And he it was a house with multi um, multiple bedrooms, and several people stayed with him so that he didn't have to have um, servants who were not uh, necessarily of a compatible vibration. So several people from Ananda went with him to cook and to shop for him and just provide a buffer so that he could really concentrate only on meditation and forget every practical side of things. The house was a big house, and, and the way it was set up, the kitchen was a small separate building. It was, it was, it was almost adjacent. There was just an open uh, walkway, a covered walkway between the main house and the kitchen um and then but swami took the kitchen area and cleaned it out completely and made it for himself a temple and he bought yards and yards of of indigo blue fabric and he just covered the walls he made for himself an indigo blue cave and then just walked into it and he was sensitive he could feel the actual vib- vibration of the color now of course he meditated we were taught to meditate with our eyes closed so it wasn't as if he was taking that color in with his eyes but he could feel the effect of the color and this wasn't even with light this was just with fabric but he was he was sitting virtually in a complete bubble of indigo blue which is where we're trying to go when we meditate we're trying to leave behind this uh, multitude of options, the confusing world of maya in which om is vibrating in so many different ways. In another context, Swami talked about the om vibration of creation. It's You have a small pond and you throw a rock into the center of the pond and the ripples go out and they hit the shore and then they start coming back again. And then the, the, the ripples returning from the edge of the pond meet the ripples still coming out from the center, and it creates in every direction that you can look ripples or hitting ripples. And this is the world that we live in. The divine, which is the, the infinite, absolute um, one, the still one vibrates as the word or vibrates as light. This is the book of Genesis let there be light. This is the book of John in the beginning was the word, but all of it is vibration from stillness. And so what we're trying to do when we're, we're meditating is we're trying to come in from the periphery of all that vibration and we're trying to come back to the one stillness. And and the entryway into that world of absolute stillness is through the indigo blue of the Christ consciousness. So it's it's a very beneficial exercise for us either with eyes open, to have the, the, the power, especially a, a reflecting clear indigo color that doesn't have a, a black undertone, but one that reflects light or, or is translucent to the light. And the more we stand in that vibration, the more automatically this, this great upliftment of consciousness begins to come through us, a great refinement of understanding and an all-embracing love, because that, that is the state of Christ consciousness, is to recognize our oneness with all beings. Swamiji, once we were, a group of us were at Disneyland. He used to like to go there decades ago when it was more innocent. It's Disneyland has merged into the popular culture, but for many years it was really a world apart, and nothing of popular culture touched it. It was a a, a total separate creation. And in those years, Swami used to enjoy going. And we were there once, and there were hundreds of people around us, as there always are. And Swami suddenly went into a, a very high bhav, is the word, a very high state of consciousness. And he said to us, there were about 20 of us with him, he said, imagine, he said, not merely loving all these people and we were sort of looking around i remember some japanese tourists with children in little buggies they just stuck in my mind but there were just lots of people from lots of countries of ages of varieties so when we said imagine he said not merely loving all these people but being all these people knowing that we are one in the presence of god we are not not one unified but we are literally all manifestations of the same spirit. We are literally one. Swami said that was master's consciousness. That's the state of a master, is it? he is as much in everyone as he is in himself. And in that moment, we all felt so inspired. We just sat down on the sidewalk and meditated for about half an hour. And uh, half an hour later, we were waiting for the parade to start and the crowd had filled in around us in the sound of the parade drew us out. That's the color of indigo. That's where we're trying to be. So let us now hear what Swami says again. Indigo implies pure feelings and the love of beauty in all its manifestations. Choose this color to deepen your love for others and for God, as well as your appreciation for everything good in life. Indigo has its negative aspects, however, especially for those whose emotions take them downward. Don't let indigo generate in you attitudes of rejection or withdrawal. God bless you, my friends.